We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sorry about being late. It's totally my fault today. So uh, <laughs> I'm Whatever an idiot. Do you mean I'm an idiot? What do you want? What do you want from me? Huh? Well, I'm actually like I thought it was going to be me that was going to be late because I got stuck at the doctor and then my wife's car broke down downtown. Oh my goodness! So I literally ran from uh, Lake Oswego to downtown and then back to Newburgh, which is the worst. Highly, highly recommended rush hour. Oh. I'm but, glad you made it, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 like it's gonna be fun. It's, of course, this is the uh, summer league game three wrap. Yeah, heyo. I got to watch. So I, I've talked about this before. Like the the doctor that I have um, is also the the Blazers doctor, um, and I was in the lobby and then in the the um, office, like you know, waiting for him to come back there to review the MRI. And I was streaming the game on my phone. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> you know, he's 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 asking me, you know, how's Greg look? You know, kind of a deal. And uh, worried was, about those knees a little bit. He jumps too high. So we we started talking about him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "Doc, that's a six foot ten, forty five inch vertical. Doesn't that doesn't happen? That is that is insane to see that. That, that that's one of that's one of the that's been one of the few bright spots was seeing that athleticism on display. Because I mean they got killed today, but Oof, they got a few plays. Yeah, listen, Greg Brown is a couple years away. For sure, he's a he's a project, but but there's a there's a fun little bit to like he's one percent of one percent, and he also is six ten. Like that's that's the difference. Like athletically, he is so far off the charts but basketball wise he just has a lot of catching up to do we sound like really excited fans for the future of building through the youth which you should be you should be excited might might have no chance there you know what i mean gotta there's no other opportunity or uh, option available it's a little bit difficult that is for sure all right give me one second here i'm gonna see if uh What's going on, everybody? Luis, Justin, Jesse, Eric, uh, Jabaspi. What's going on? I just hope everybody's staying cool. I'm staying uh, as cool as I can. That, that, that's why we're waiting for everybody else to kind of trickle in here. I'll tell this story. Um, I had to – so the AC unit broke in the house. 
like the central air unit. Hey, and, hashtag good timing. Oh my god! So <laughs> I'm gimpy as hell, and I'm panicking. So it broke Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, got the, trying to find the right sock there. Yeah, this is my work one. It's really disgusting, but I love it. It's like a used condom. What are you doing? It is a used condom. <laughs> so I spent two hours online looking for stupid portable air conditioners. Not the window units. I've got two window units going, but they're like in the back of the house. One of them happens to be in here, thank God. But I've, it's an older house, and there's storm windows on everything. So you can't yeah. put window units in except for these two windows. But that doesn't do anything for the living room, the bedroom, or my wife's office. So I spent two hours looking for a stupid uh, portable unit. Nobody has any of them in stock. I finally found one. Oregon City Depot. So I live in Newburgh. So I call ahead and get the little, you know, give them the number. Yeah, we've got it in stock. I drive basically almost two hours in Friday afternoon traffic at like 3.30. Keep in mind, it's very, very difficult for me to drive because the leg that's hurt is my right leg. So I'm right. angry, I'm hot, I'm irritated, I'm pissed off. I get there. Oh, yeah, we'd, uh, we were wrong. We don't, we don't have that in stock. <laughs> and I'm, I went full Karen. My wife was like, we you need to... pull the Karen? Oh, I pulled a Karen. Oh. oh, dude, I'm like, where's the manager? And not, he's like, well, let me get the customer service manager. I'm like, no, dog, that's not going to cut it. Where's the store manager? And so I, I Karen out. And we, number one, what is the male version of a Karen? You know, is this like is a Dylan? debate. We, we talked about this on our radio show once, and I don't want to offend anybody with these names. I'm just, these were what <laughs> listeners were saying. Let's go. We were like, what's, what's the male equivalent to Karen? Mm. Not a lot of Chads. <laughs> yeah, no, Chad. <laughs> Chad tracks. That tracks. I think of all the names, Chad was the most popular one that we had it okay. was like the most common we kept seeing on our text line yeah. uh let's see another one was like chet because tom hanks's kid is yeah super so that's pretty popular right now that tracks um, trying to think of like if if i was encountering a, a male karen what would i think the name I, i'm telling you right now i was a real dan See, here's the thing. I think Danny is a Karen, and Dan is not a Karen. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that's Rex. So Dan, which, which, which makes more a... sense because I, I'm willingly a Danny now. So that that tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Dan became a Danny. I mean, yeah. it's okay. It happens. It, I mean, it happens. Um, so yeah, oh, I well, lost okay. my ever-loving mind. Okay, so. Walk me through this part. You're at the store. We don't have it. Let me speak to your manager. I have a customer service rep. No, 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 no. Let me speak to your store manager. What is our tone at this point? Is it, no, please, can I talk to just the store manager? Or is it, no, 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 no. I, no, no. I, I have, I have passed like 13 levels. So, again, keep in mind, it's hot. I'm irritated. I'm in a truckload of pain. I just spent two hours in the car in a position that compromises my leg. And I'm pissed. I mean, pissed. And I, it's just like 70-year-old man at the customer service desk who I go, what the bleep am I supposed to bleep and do with this bleepity bleepity bleep? And he's like, you know, I agree with you. And I'm like, listen, I am not mad at you. I'm like, let me just be clear. I am just fundamentally pissed off right now. And he's like, I get it. I get it. He goes, where'd you come from? I'm like, Newburgh. 
He's like, ooh, that's a long drive right now. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm on my crutches, and you can see my leg is just this swollen abomination. And I'm just like, so finally the store manager gets down there. And he ends up being really cool. And he actually called me today because I finally got one back in stock. But I, I, I was successful in retrieving one before this, right? Right. But I'm like, so I, I go through the whole thing. I checked the in stock. I called ahead. Like, I did everything. Why the fuck am I come all Like, everybody who in this, if you have the Oregon City Home Depot, the customer service desk is right when you walk in. Oh, I, I was just there. <laughs> so, um, the big 270-pound six-foot dude on crutches is not exactly like, boop, 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 you know? <laughs> I'm going to pull that specific moment and use it for the blazer season. When something goes either really wrong or really well, it's going to be going, that's going to be the gif. But but I mean, it was just, I, I tried, I, every time I tried to reel it back in, yeah, I lost it again because like the throbbing in my leg, it just kept taking over and he ended up being really cool. He's like, listen, man, you're not the first person this has happened to. Our system is jacked. Sure. A, coast came, a couple came in from the coast last weekend. The same exact situation. So he took my number down. He's like, if we have one come in, I will put it to the side, call you, and I'll knock some money off. Da, 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 da. We ended up calling me today. ship it to me and call it good. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not driving out there. Like, that was, that was a minor minor quibble. But sure. all of this is to say I, I found a, a portable unit. I drove to Salem to go get it. Uh yesterday and, and put it up yesterday i managed to keep the house a cool 78 today yeah dog it was bad it was bad hey but i i just so when i got off work i went for a run at like 11 a.m today okay and my my phone said it was 90 degrees yeah i will was, confirm it was, it was hot at lunch it was 90 degrees i will confirm this i ran in it I didn't go back outside after I came in. I just went outside five minutes before we started recording to take some recycling out. And I went, <gasps> oh, dude, it's, it's here. It's 104. It's like 107 where I'm at right now. And we have like that apocalyptic sun mixed with oh, the that fire smoke. smoke. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad, the bad. worst. It's the worst feeling in the world. Now, let me ask you this. I, I frequent that Home Depot quite often. It is two miles from my house. Oh, okay. If I walk in, you're mid dannying out. Oh, yeah. Mid Karen. And I walk up and I see you and I tap you on the back and I go, yo, what's up, man? Are you instantly the kind of person that's like, or do you go, hey, hold on? Because I tell you what, I've had moments like you and somebody will tap me that I see and I'll go, oh. And then I'll snap back out of him, like, don't be mad at this person. Just be mad at kind of the moment, but uh-huh. don't be annoying. So, so here's the thing. Even the store manager, I was wildly pissed, but I made it evidently clear, like, I'm pissed off at the situation. Not sure. at you. Like, I kept saying, I'm like, listen, yes. man, I get it. Like, I've, 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 I'm a business analyst. I've worked in e-commerce. I know the difference between available versus in stock. My frustration is, is I did all the proper steps. Right. And I'm in an extreme amount of pain because see, in order for me to drive that yes. far, I can't take painkillers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to drive on painkillers. No, not not that drive. Like if I wanted to make like the two-block drive to the corner store to go get some ice cream, that's a different story. Like, like don't drive on anything, folks. 
I was going to say, unless you're Leo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street, waking up thinking he got home perfectly safe and his Lambo is just destroyed. Oh, no, like a champ. Like a champ. But I'll say you took the right approach. I don't know about the the vulgar language and the, the decibel level, but you, you went the right approach. So I've been on the phone with like three or four customer service reps, obviously during COVID, right? And something's not right. A package is delayed or sure. incorrect. Stuff happens. And usually what I'll say is, I know my tone sounds very, very negative to you, but I'm more upset about the situation, and I appreciate you trying to help me. I always I, emphasize that, unless dude, unless I, that person yes. has just been an asshole. And then, well, in which case, I have no reservations about lighting them up. <laughs> college college Sprague, like in his young 20s Sprague, would have been an absolute a-hole for oh, yeah. sure and never changed. You know, it would have been that one person's entire fault for something. So. Yeah. Well, like uh, one of my my first uh, analyst jobs, uh, I was an operations manager. I ran a call center. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, I, I've worked at a call center. Yeah, no, so I held, I like I I handled all of the escalation calls, so I know yeah. what those are all like. So it's it's one of those things, right? Uh, well, we spent like ten minutes talking about um, absolutely nothing, which is awesome because that's kind of how I, I, I like to start these off. Um, just quick shout out to everybody. We got uh, more people pouring in. Um, I live in a trailer with no AC. It's 90 inside right now. I am oh. sorry. I am so oh. sorry. That sounds like straight hell. Uh, straight Chad from Dylan. Yeah, no, that's, that, I think I think we'll, we'll, Chad is, is the way we go with this. Hey, look, we have a mutual friend named Chad in the media. I didn't want to offend him if, like, word got back to him. I did. Always. How you doing? Your name is the equivalent of Karen. Yeah, perfect. Um, I still have to, I still have to pay up two bets to him, so I have to we, – we, 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 we're going out to dinner – basically anywhere he wants my dime so whether it be, is he oh what kind of eater is he he, he strikes me he, he strikes he, me he as eats a, like a bird guy no he eats like a bird but he eats nice he eats really nice uh ox gaucho like it's it's gonna hurt it's gonna what do hurt you mean what do you mean he eats like a bird what does that mean when you go to gaucho he, he eats nothing he eats like 1400 calories a day dude and I, i'm not even remotely kidding oh he's a calorie counter oh yeah big time why You've seen him. He weighs a buck forty. Yeah, I, yeah. I've... <laughs> he lost a bet to no, and he had to eat like five thousand calories in a day. And he acted like it was this big, stupid, you know, over the top thing. And I'm like, I could do that in ten minutes. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, I, I legitimately when I, when I was in the Air Force, I had like a sixty five hundred calorie a day diet, like it was nothing. Well, you guys got that gear. You're going around all well, yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it's 100 Burning degrees and 85 of pounds of gear. So, like, yeah, but, I mean, right. as far as, like, getting it in. Oh, no, it's not a problem. Dude, it's not It's not hard. <laughs> and he was no, like, oh, it's, I it's don't not know hard how I'm going to do this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, hmm. let me show you how this is done, buddy. <laughs> how do you go to a, how do you go one of the nicest, or, I mean, you named a few really nice joints. Yeah. How do you go to these joints that are a little pricey, but, like, really bomb-ass food? How do you go to those joints? And not house? And count your calories. Like, here's what I'm thinking. Because I, I like to be, I'm, I'm a bit of a health freak. I will say, 1,400 calories in a day, that... That's what I'm holding myself with to with, with the crutches. So I can, like, because I can't really do anything right now. Sure, you don't want to gain weight. I get Ooh, that. God, no. But, like, when you're him, he's about my height. But he's, yeah. like, way skinnier than me. What I would... In the morning, I would have a super light breakfast. And I'd have, like, a lighter lunch. And then I would get whatever the hell I want at dinner, but I know that that dinner would exceed my calorie count. How do you 
go through your day that way. I don't know, man. Jason Wells says, join the stream. First thing I hear from Danny, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I got I got you know, I got a, uh, a reputation to up, uphold here. Um, Jason, there's going to be a lot of that stupid this yeah. year. There's going to be a oh, lot of stupid. God, there's going to be a lot of stupid this year. <laughs> um, speaking of stupid, the Summer League Blazers got completely housed. Somebody asked undefeated me earlier today, God, every time I go to a white screen, like the difference between white screen versus dark dark mode is just brutal i gotta put like a screen cover on this thing um somebody was like what's greg brown's wingspan um he's got a nine foot standing reach so just so we're clear the man is a freak he is long he is dummy long um that's on par with like the biggest dudes in the league i think go bears go bear bobon and bulbul i think are the three longest standing reaches in the league uh, like, are you talking about just in whoever is standing the tallest? No, no, standing, arms extended. Like, mm. like. so speaking of summer league, this is, a, this is a good transition. My first summer league was 2015. And you, have you been in the summer league? Dude, I mean, it's still cool, but like five, six, seven years ago. I know. I, I missed cool. the window. I probably won't oh, go. I missed man. the window. Because you could talk to anyone. Any, like, I talked to Kiki Vandeway. I talked to a lot yeah. of young players that were just agents. You just sidle up to them. Uh, man. Just you talk. just talk. Yeah, you just start talking. And it was cool. So I was in um, Thomas and Mac, the smaller building right next door. Mm -hmm. And the Blazers were getting ready to play the Jazz, I think. I think they're or the Jazz had just gotten wrapped up. And I was sitting there. I was actually talking to Quinn Snyder. And uh, Quinn's just as insane as you think he is, but just a basketball savant. And Do you offer any Coke? <laughs> just, no, chapstick. A lot of, a lot of chapstick. <laughs> so, yeah, just had this white powder on it. I don't know what he was doing. So started putting it in the gummies. Like, what are you doing there, Quinn? He's just cleaning. Just cleaning. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, like sprawled out, you know, leaning back, like you do, you know, in high school, college, over the bleachers. Mm -hmm. And I took over like what four stairs. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty big dude. Like, this is, I'm not small. Rudy Gobert comes over and sits his ass the same bench line that i'm sitting on and does the same thing and he takes over like eight rows he's a section <laughs> oh my god and he just looks at me and he just goes sup and there's this big goofy fresh <laughs> smile on his face i'm sitting there like you you know yeah <laughs> hey this is why you're where you're at <laughs> that's I'm exactly that's it that was those were exactly the vibes uh, Stephen Grace is checking in from the Bronx. Shout out my guy Brandon, funny as hell. All right, all right, a little Bronx love. All right. Um, was he talking about me? I uh, yeah. I got a boogie down Bronx. Listen, you got a boogie down Bronx. Listen, there you go. By the way, I've always wanted to visit New York, man. It's on my. Have you not list. been? I've never been past like Oklahoma. Seriously. Oh man, we gotta figure. Like out. I'm going to I'm going to Hawaii. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Vietnam. I've been all over the West Coast, the Midwest. A little, you know. I've never You've been You've done some traveling, home. but you just haven't gone east. Yeah, and I, I dude, it's like top of my list. I want to be there. Yeah, I've heard great things. The tracks. Uh, Cody, oh, am I the only one thinking the Blazers can actually be a better team, compete with the top five teams in the league for for a ring, just with the Billups higher? So I think that's probably a good way to get into this. I was going to go into the summer league stuff, but. There's not a ton there other than Greg Brown's really fun. Watford's got some passing skills. Uh, Beasley and Freed look washed. 
There's a reason they're not in the league. I'll tell you that much. Uh, like Fareed's supposed to be the energy hustle guy, and he doesn't have any of that. He doesn't have that. Like no, it's just I, not I, there. I wonder if he's checked out. Uh, is it worth a mil? I mean, it's a half a mil when you take the taxes out. Is it worth it? I mean, like, I don't know. The thing is, like, was this like his agent saying, "Hey, you should do this," or was this Kenneth Fareed's idea? Because he just looks like he's going through the motions. I'll be honest. Yeah. Which. I was honestly surprised. Or maybe he was told he has a roster spot and just to get some conditioning in. Get, get, get your body right. Could be. He left Not the game today. It looked like he may have dislocated a finger. I think it, I think it was okay, but um, I didn't get to watch the fourth quarter. Like I said, I was wrapping up at the doctor. So, um, But Cody's question, and I guess that can lead us into to Billups' comments. But yeah. do you think, do you believe that there's a world that exists where the Blazers get better like better better not just oh they're healthier so they're better like no doubt better based on the hiring of chauncey billups and new staff are are you just talking about wins and losses not like how deep in the playoffs they go the ethereal better like you just know it when you see it better yeah i yeah i absolutely do um you know i i was never opposed to chauncey i i'm open-minded but it didn't track with anything neil said he wanted or needed and that being said, like I'm, I'm still open-minded. He might be a great coach. I'm, I'm not going to watch a two-minute summer league video workout where he's like sounding motivating and determining he's a great coach or that there's a home which we've seen higher. a lot of people talking themselves into already. I know, and I don't want to go there. I want to see. I actually want to see the product. Um, but yeah, I think there's a world where they're better. I mean, if you took what CJ was doing statistically prior to the injury, I, I know a lot of this is hinging on what ifs. But if CJ shows up in that situation he's that like kind of player again norm is more comfortable in what his role is Nurkic is operating on more of a ball heavy centric offense where he's a a distributor and a decision maker more so than just the big guy down low waiting for dame or cj to hit him or to rebound the basketball uh and your bench might to me i'm not ready to say the bench got better i'm more to say it's it's a linear situation it's right different. now it's different and I know you're going to bring up some shot situation questions, which I think is a very good thing to talk about. But to the the question overall, yeah, I, I think they can get better. I think they could be a top four team in the West. Title conversations top are four? different. I, I don't think it's impossible, man. I don't. Okay. If, if health can be on their side, and that's a huge if. That's, I know that's a massive if. Cody doesn't play. Nurkic has struggled. CJ's gotten injured a couple times. Like I get that, but... If, if everything kind of broke their way and they came together, yeah, I can, four, five, like at best, sure. Title contender, no, but okay. to the question, I think they could be better. I think they can be better in some areas. I don't know how much, like everybody keeps talking about buy-in, 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 buy-in. The assumption is that everybody's just going to buy into what Chauncey wants to do immediately. I don't know if that's the case. How many guys are going to be like locked in after watching Dame Summer. How committed is Norm going to be after getting paid? How much does Nurk maybe try to avoid injury in a contract year? Yeah. Like, again, these are like the worst case things. Like, th- these are the questions I have to, you know, ask myself in my head, you know, right? It's, it's one of those things where you're just like, eh, I don't know, man. Is that, is that okay? It's, right. It's kind of weird, right? So... But can they be better? Yeah, I, th- I think they can be solid. I think they can tighten up some things defensively. 
But, and I think this is a good transition to talk about, like, some of what Chauncey Billups or Coach Billups said in that, you know, they want to get more aggressive in the paint, more drive and kick. And it, yeah, I've been teasing this for a couple weeks because I've been working on it. I wanted to make sure I got to talk to a couple other NBA coaches. I got to talk to some, some personnel, and I got to talk to the guy who trains Damian Lillard before I released the article. And the yeah, videos. the Beckner. Yep. So in talking to Phil, and you guys caught some of our conversation as far as this regard, when he said, um, you know, some guys work more on things that they're already good at to become great at. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the return on investment is significantly higher in that regard than it is to work on something that you're poor at and just become passable. Right. So Dame is a good to great three-point shooter, so he took it to 35 feet. He's explosive off that split dribble. He can get where he wants to. Where Dame struggles, and this is a bit of a uh, spoiler alert, is Chauncey says, I want to be better creating out of the paint. Guess where Damian Lillard struggles more than almost any other creator in the entire NBA? Not a paint player. He is one of the least effective paint passing generators in the NBA. And that's not just me talking about the lob stuff, because the lob stuff is bad. So yeah, actually, he's not a great lob passer. He, for he's, sure. he's, the, he's the worst starting point guard in the NBA when it comes to lob passes. I am comfortable saying that. I, the, the second Wait spectrum, the second Hold spectrum on. data backs that up. Really? Does it? Yeah. So I had somebody pull some favors for me, and I got. I was going to say I don't have. I tried to sign up for Second Spectrum, and they never responded to yeah. my email. Yeah, it's. I had somebody. I, I have a buddy um, who, on occasion, will pull data for me. Um, and That's pretty impressive. He's number one at being the worst lob passer of the start of the starting point guards. Of in the starting NBA. point. So guards, interior yeah. passing lob failure, and, and they can track like uh, successive sure. passes. It's just it's bad. Um, a lot of it has to do with his size. He's got a short wingspan. He can't see over guys and the the, the, the speed and pace that he plays at. Real quick, Ben West, uh, $10 super chat. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Just saw that pop up. Um, his, he's, his ability to accelerate and decelerate above the three-point line or above the free-throw line is some of the best in the NBA. That's what separates him from everybody. But when one foot gets in the paint, it's almost a, a, a binary reaction. Either I'm shooting or I'm passing. It's not reading the defense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm a masochist, so I watched literally every single one of Damian Lillard's drives this year and charted it and tracked it. You know, what happened, where he picked the ball up, just the, the decision-making tree behind that, and then took the second spectrum data and laid it all over the top of each other, and it was like, this is not a pretty picture. And so when you have Chauncey Bills like, I want to do this and I want to shoot less threes, you're saying, I want to put my best player in a worse position. Let me ask you something real quick. Uh, that was kind of my takeaway, too, um, from those comments. It mm-hmm. was like, wait, you're going to do less of what three of your fi- four of your five <laughs> players are good at? I Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting. And I know we'll get into it. So you mentioned something early, buy-in. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that there were moments during the season where, you know, it was like they checked out Terry's co- right. Terry's but cooked. Yeah. It, as much as it felt like he was cooked, they still did enough to secure a playoff spot. They, they turned it on in the final three weeks. There's no you know what I mean? Like and they, they hit a good stride. It's why all of us 
where most of us picked them to beat Denver was they they went into the playoffs on a high. And it was like, okay, they're playing hot. Denver's got injury. Like, this should track well. And it didn't. I don't, I don't know what does buy-in look like for Damon CJ that we didn't see with Terry for the last three or four seasons, let it's alone the defensive nine end. seasons. More than anything else, it's defensive end. Come on, man. Like, can we be honest about this? I think they can be better. It's, it's not going to be because it, those guys are You're talking about better. small tweak, and that's the thing. Like, if everybody's like, it's just about effort. It's just about effort. If it was just about effort, you would have more teams that are better defensively. It is a skill, and this is why everybody talks about, well, what about Tibbs in New York? And it's like, oh, I want to strangle the life out of them because it's like, listen, Tibbs is a good coach when you're talking about setting a culture and buy-in and all that stuff. That same guy that gets that buy-in, that gets that culture, was complete ass in Minnesota. Dumpster fire. Where was well, let's all not the- conclude much. I mean, they they lost in five games as the home team. Like, let's not conclude a whole lot yet. New exactly, York. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing. It's like I am not a big like the coach like evolution. You know, revolutionizes everything. Right? Can they get better in certain things? Yes. But do I yeah. think Damian Lillard a decade into the NBA is suddenly going to become a passable defender on the perimeter? No. <laughs> no. Richmond. Hey, I mentioned this before, but for new listeners. Mike Richmond, the homie of the pod. Yes. And does a great job on his podcast, Locked On Blazers. And we will actually have him on coming up here soon. So Awesome. That'll be fun. Uh, he told me that like they he tracked it, and Dame's defensive numbers were the worst in five years. This yeah, was his, this, this, worst this, his worst defense. rookie numbers since um, his since his rookie year. So, like, what? why am I to believe he's now busting his ass, CJ's now going to bust his ass, and, like, there's going to be this whirlwind change defensively from some of those guys. They could get better with some of their maybe way they use their players, the rotations, okay. But specifically, if you're talking about the starting five, I'm, I'm it, putting – It, it kind of is what it is. Like it's, it is what it is. Thank you. It is what it is. Zero stock put into those two dudes getting better defensively. Like, they could get better, like, on the margins. Again – and that will be helpful, but it's not like it's not going to change their trajectory. Is basically what I'm getting to it. It's, eh, it's 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 not much more than that. Uh, real quick here, I saw a lot of comments pulling in because I went on a long rant there. I know, but it's a first time for that. I'm sure. I loved the voice you have of people that talk about Tibbs. Like the here, I'm always interested to hear what's the internal voice you put to like a tweet that disagrees with you. Is it? It depends like, on the context. Okay, all right. It genuinely depends. Like, if you come at me with, like, genuinely not being an a-hole, yeah. I, I like people to disagree with me. I genuinely do. Like, why do you think that? You'll, if, sure. you'll see me ask, like, okay, why do you think that? Because I'm genuinely interested in, like, why you think that, like, particular way. It's kind of funny you mentioned Richmond. One of the things that I, I love talking to Mike and listening to Mike is that I, we, think, we think about things oh, very much, I think, the same. But we come to different conclusions on things. And I, I like sure. hearing his reasoning. Uh, like, oh, you know, I thought about it this way. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I get the thought process, get the process. And he comes to a different result. And I'm like, well, how did you get there, Mike? You know, it's one of those sure. things. Sure, sure. And that's the I, – I hate people that take the one thing, like they draw the one line. Like I, I asked, you know, how are they going to replace, you know, basically 20 shots a night between Cantor and Mello? Right. It's like, oh, well, Ant and Nas and DJ. And it's like, you, you don't just get to plug those shots in, guys. That's not how this works. Like, you, you have to earn those shots. You have to show that you're responsible for those shots. Right. And those shots between Mello and Cantor were not set up by somebody else. 
as much as I hated ISO ball and all that kind of crap, they still went and created and got their own shots. It was like, well, Cantor had put back uh, most of his or a third of his shots were putbacks. You're well, making yeah. my point for me. But he that's, created that's those point. putbacks. He's maybe the best offensive rebounder in the NBA. That's the point. You don't need a point guard. You don't need a set to run. You don't need guys to be in the right the right place at the right time. You just need Cantor to be a god on the offensive glass. Yeah, I I, I know uh, it's hard to go into. You can do the detail stuff. I'll just say this. I text you back. I think he's going to really rely on Nas and Ant, and that was just a yeah. quick text. I think it's going to be Macklemore is going to get a few. I don't know if he's going to play. I think he is. You think so? I think because he can shoot at almost a 40% clip, Chauncey's for sure going to put him in there and be like, all right, enough of this not shooting threes crap. Ben, get in there. Let's go. I just like when I, I'm, I'll sit down and do the rotations. I've done like some rough ones. Ant is your sixth man right now. Yeah. It's not Snell because Snell's not going out there and scoring. For everybody's like, well, Snell, Snell will get like the mellow shots. And I'm like, okay, guys, just so we're clear, Snell had the second lowest usage rate in the NBA among rotation players only pj tucker had less right like his sole ability is to shoot corner threes he's damn good at it but he does not take many this is a guy that played nine games in the playoffs he was the 12th man for the atlanta hawks and now you're telling me he's doubling his position in the roster no, sir. What about Cody Zeller? Will he shoot 19 times? Eww, hard to believe. He, as a mostly starter last year, yeah, he averaged six shots a game. And almost all of his shots came off cuts and rolls. Which, again, what is that, Brandon? Somebody else has got to set him up. Okay, so, yeah, very limited offensively, for sure. Answer me this then. So what we're doing right now, aside from speculation and opinions on things that some of those things we don't know about, right? Sure. But talking about specifically coaching. So Chauncey says what he says yesterday on Blazers courtside mm -hmm. about doesn't want to shoot 50 to 55 threes a game. He wants to change it and give Nurk the ball more. And we can get into the Nurk stuff, but just yeah. separate that. Just say he's taking away the three. This is kind of our first small but maybe big Chauncey test, right? Yeah. It's, what was your reaction to hearing him change those kind of philosophies? When he said philosophies, what? I didn't know he was going there. Like, my ears just, you want to shoot, huh? That's, that's what I thought, too. I was like, whoa, really? So, like, I get, like, wanting to play other ways. Tell your boss to go get somebody who, you know, plays another way. You, you didn't get creators. You didn't oh, get I, I think he did. I'll tell you, I'm, listen to me here. Mm -hmm. Not on the free agency wire. I And I really believe, based on his comments, Nurk is going to have the ball a ton. Okay. That this. doesn't solve for the bench, though. Because I Nurk, know. Nurk's minutes are Nurk's minutes. Like, they right. are 26 to 28. 28. And that's that's the sweet spot. Everybody's like, oh, you can play Nurk 36. You can't. You can't. He gets too tired. Look he's, look what happened against Jokic, man. He started fouling. Big. He's, yeah. he's 300 pounds. He's seven foot tall. He's a yep. we, We've talked about this. He's he's that dude. Like, but you can up his usage rate. But he's like, even if he does pick up some shots and he does pick up some playmaking duty, he's not getting that many more shots, right? Like, it's like, mm, no, I don't think so, guys. I don't think Nurk's going to get a ton more shots. I think Chauncey is basically, he's just going to use him. He's he. 
I'm not going to be shocked if they really think he's just a slight notch below Jokic, and they can the, the experiment point center, with. Yeah. I, I think they should. His playmaking ability is is at bare minimum the second best on the team. It might it's, be yeah, it might sure. be the best. Uh, I just think he gets a little bit loose with his decision making, but his ability is is very high. If you're talking about passing big men in the NBA right now, it's Jokic, it's Sabonis, and it's probably Nurk. You can make an Ooh, ar- argument over Joel. I was just say you can you can make an argument for Joel or Mark Gasol in his older age, but he's Would a you fantastic. Count Giannis is a big. <laughs> I don't know how to count Giannis. I, I'm but... thinking more of like traditional pivot, I guess. Gotcha. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. He he's a phenomenal passer. He really yeah, is. Yeah, he is. So gifted. Um, we're gonna rotate out of this one real quick. Uh, question from Brandon Hall: Blazers rank mid pack and power rankings. Is that where you really think that they are? I'm gonna go first on this one. Yes. I think they're the sixth or the seventh best team in the West, and they're very much open to being a play-in team. Like Memphis could get better, New Orleans could get better. Like we, we, we just started scratching the surface with Zion. Like he, mm-hmm. if they, let's say he goes Giannis and becomes point forward. Good luck. Right. Which, if you have enough guard play next to him that can hit shots, if Ingram can take that just slight next step, he's good. Yeah. But can he get? Can he become better? great? Right. Uh, that's that's a terrifying thought. I don't know how long he's going to be in New Orleans, but as long as he's there, I'm going to be thinking about how good that team could possibly be. Phoenix is better. LA's are better. Denver is You might be able to, to mess around with the Clippers a little bit with Kawhi out. Sure. But, but again, they played really well. Let, let, let's rattle them off. Let, let's take the Clippers out of it. Lakers, Lakers. Jazz, Suns, for sure. Yep. Okay, now the next tier. Denver, missing Jamal for a little while. Still better. Still better. We, we've already seen that show. <laughs> yep. Um, who? Uh, Dallas. Dallas. Better. I, I'd say, yeah, Dallas is ahead of you. Uh, Golden State. Steph, Clay, if, Dre. If, if, if Clay's playing, yes. If Clay's not, no. Okay. Uh, Memphis. I'm not ready to say it yet, but if they are, I'm not going to be shocked. I love that young core. It's It's very good. Jaw, JJ, and Brooks. Like, yeah. yes, I'll sign up for that all day. Um, New Orleans. Not yet. Minnesota's not. We know that. No. Sacramento. They're going to be another bad team because I think that whole situation's <laughs> just untenable. But that that's a team that sneaks up and gets you on a Wednesday. Yeah, no, you screw around. They, they, they can kill you. There's no doubt about it. Jesse Todd. Buddy gets 18. Aaron De'Aaron Fox goes for 35. Like, they can Easily. get you. Uh, yeah. Jesse Tom, super chat for five bucks. Appreciate you, man. Uh, but yeah, like I just initial run, I was like, if they they're easily fifth or sixth at bare minimum. Like, I don't I don't know how you can look at that and be like, no, the Blazers are a top three or four team in the West, like right out of the gate. Mm, I don't think so. There's yeah, it just doesn't. Um, that's one of those like agree to disagree. There's no conceivable way I'm telling you or or believing that they're top three in the west no. they couldn't be denver without murray they brought it all back and they got margin marginally if at all better on the bench mm. i i have no reason to believe they're going to be better than the top three in the west uh, do, 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 do. let's see a lot of Canter, Canter and Mellow, Canter and Mellow, Canter and Mellow. Canter and Mellow together as a train wreck. Keeping one of them would have been nice, preferably Canter. Honestly, as much as I despise watching Mellow pound the air out of the ball, he's the easier one to create the bench unit around. 
Oh, for sure. It's it his shooting alone is is what saves that. Cantor is unplayable defensively outside of the regular season. It, it's you hunt him. Now, don't get me wrong, you hunt Mello too, but it's easier to find just a rim protecting big than it is to cover up for an older stretch. Like that's you you can mitigate that, right? Like you can play around that. You can't play around that and no rim protector. Like that's that's that was the issue with that. I was kind of hoping LeBron wouldn't call him because I there was no indication LeBron wanted to really play with him. He's had chances all these years and they haven't reached that kind of agreement. I thought if the Lakers didn't pick him up, I'm sure he'd go ring hunting. But outside chance, maybe Portland could end up picking him up with the another minimum. But you know, my whole issue was is the 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 style that he continues to want to play is not conducive to growing somebody else's game. Sure. And, no, I, I and would agree Gary Nas have all been froze out. It's like Danny, I counted I counted six times in two games where he didn't make that extra pass to the young player and you can kind of get the oh, visible you, player like you know, like damn Elo, I was I'm wide open. Like, hey man, I've been getting you the rock. You can and then swing it. Yeah. It was a point of contention. Yeah. So just know that. <laughs> you will miss that canter glass work though. I'm gonna tell you, man, if, yeah. if especially during the regular healthy, season. He he kept them just humming like that's what he does he he's he's flex seal baby slap yeah. it on he really is though he was he was instrumental he's maybe the most instrumental person for them during Nurkic's uh absence. he was i i called him the mvp during nurk's absence as, as good as dame was and yet yes dame is actually the mvp we know that yeah right like without Cantor in that period they are cooked he he had some monster games and monster moments that you just good lord god are you kidding me so Michael, we know you're the MVP, but Carl Malone and Charles Barkley are very good at what they do. We have to give them <laughs> we something. We have to give them something. Um, Travis, obviously Dame wanted big moves and they didn't happen, regardless of how that frustrated uh, of that of regardless of that how frustrated do you think he is if when the TPMLE officially goes unused? And we hinted at this before everything kind of came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. What do you think, Spraggy? Huh? <laughs> well, here, here. Tell me this, Danny. I, I know these players are very smart and aware. This is not a shot at Dame's intelligence of basketball matters. Do you think p- players like Dame are thinking about the TP MLE? Because I'm I'm not convinced they are. I think they're thinking on a higher level than that. I think if they use somebody's it, communicating it to them. Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's in his ear, like, hey, they have 5.9 mil they could spend, and yada yada yada. But I, I think he had bigger. I think he has eyes on bigger sites than the 5.9 million exception. And I think, I don't know how he's not sitting there frustrated. But I said this earlier. Like I'm at a point where he's not conveying a direct public message. He might be conveying a very honest one privately to the team that hasn't leaked yet. But he might be doing that. I, I don't know how you come back from winning a gold medal in Tokyo and. You know, even in Tokyo, he couldn't he couldn't muster a compliment for the guys they acquired. He was like, "Clearly, we didn't we didn't reach our our goal. Uh, we had three guys, we didn't uh, reach it, did we?" Uh, yeah. And then he posted the full comment. I'm like, I hate this because this is what we have to do now. We have to try to guess Decipher. what this is about. And well, could be cousin stealing some money, or it could be about Neil Olshay. I don't know. I don't I, know. I I think it rhymes with with flow float smoche. <laughs> so we're just gonna go with that. What do you say? A fool pretends to be a fool 
in front of the fool who thinks they're fooling them. Yeah, it's it was a lot of fools involved. And I was like, realize, realize, realize. Huh? All right, Dave, thanks. I had to go read The Art of War. I'm like, where is it? On what page? Where, where is the fool? Shout out Sun Tzu, man. Attack where yeah. your enemy isn't. It's a wonderful, yep. wonderful book. Um, but as far as, like, is he going to be, like, I I think he's already, like, um, he genu- genuinely, like, top to bottom take here on, on the whole Dame situation. Yeah. I genuinely believe Damian Lord wants to play here his entire career. I genuinely believe that. But I believe that there are people who around him, like, you are doing yourself a disservice, and to an extent he is, by not openly roasting Neil's ass. Legitimately. Like, flame him, get it done, or I'm out type talk. Because that's the only thing that's going to change. Because Neil's, Neil has shown that he has grown with more power, that he does not give a damn. I have heard from multiple people at Summer League who said he is operating unchecked right now and nobody can tell him wrong. So Dame would have to go fire and brimstone, which I don't think is his character. There are people in his camp unequivocally who have that in them and will do that. Go look at who the Goodwins have represented over the years. They have no problem causing a ruckus behind the scenes and even publicly, to be honest. But that is a major conflict from the ethos of Damian Lillard. Okay, so there's a lot of things to unpack with that. One, man, if that's if that's where you're at, if your camp is that irate, what hap- do you think it's a negative to your rep or your image if you came out and were like public with your your frustrations? Because I respect him in so many ways. I think he is kind of like everything you'd want in a franchise player. Yeah, like if you're building a, a like a created franchise player. And I say this from like one guy respecting another. Like I, I, I have a lot of things going on in my life professionally, but I keep a lot of it quiet. I don't out it. But that's a, it's a different sphere. So like in yeah. the same sense, I respect it. But then media me is like, hey, man. This is the league where you vent, you let it out, you run everything. You are the franchise. If you really want to stay here, that changes and it's not changing. So it's like, has he reached the conclusion that it's over? And then I I also was thinking the other day, not only the Olympics playing with great players and winning the ultimate, right? He's had to watch and listen to other point guards. Like he listened to Chris Paul stuff for a month and a half. And what did he hear with Chris Paul stuff? 36-year-old Chris Paul. Legacy. I can get Legacy. It. Yeah. Legacy. Uh, the Bucks made the right move by going all in and getting Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, a guy who locked him up in the 18 playoffs, like is a great underrated player, in my opinion. I saw that oh, yeah. ball and I thought, that's Milwaukee, that's worth it for Milwaukee. And they don't do that unless they're signing Giannis. Boom. Two weeks later they sign Giannis. Ta-da. Um, so I, I just I wonder if this is an accumulation of he knows he's great. We all know he's great. But sometimes when you don't, when the attention's not on you, and it's like, hey, look at this other guy in his position, or that other guy in his position, I, I wonder how much that weighs on him. He's like, I got to win. It's the only way to silence whatever criticisms there are is winning. It's the ultimate in that yeah. sport, more so than any other sport we've ever seen. You can silence a lot of critics by just like high-level winning conference finals, being that dude. Mm-hmm. which is why I think he's elevated to where he is now. Um, but the flip side of that is, like, 
and somebody had it the other day. They said they're they, they're they're comfortable thinking that Damian Lillard. Oh, it was Hyken can go the the um, the Reggie Miller path. Like I always, read that always piece, being yeah, Hyken always does great stuff, man. And him and I have talked about his, like this whole situation a ton over the last couple months. You and I obviously, yeah. you know, it's Portland media, folks. Again, we all talk <laughs> all the time. There's 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 like twelve of us. So guess what? We all talk. Um, but yeah, it's. It's frustrating. I think it's the best way to put it. And there's no, like, clear-cut, like, Anthony Davis, he's gone. James Harden was gone. Ben Simmons is going to be gone. They are going to nuke the earth on the way out. I just, I don't think Damian Lillard is going to do that. And I think it's it's going to drive a wedge between him and either Neil or the franchise. And I think it, it could turn sour. That's actually what I'm more afraid of, to be honest. Well, I, I don't know what that looks like to you, but I, I just I, I kind of apply my fandom to the mm-hmm. situation and I, I don't want to watch the Blazers without Damian Lillard. I, I wanna yeah. watch a guy that lives here year round, that values this place the way I do, the a guy that's moved his whole family's business interests here. I wanna see that dude seriously pull a Reggie or a Dirk and I, I hope Lifer. it's a Dirk more than a Reggie. Yeah. But you know, I I, I there's so much that goes into this stuff, and there's things that are probably talked about behind the scenes that we'll never ever hear about. But I don't know how do you how he thinks demanding Neil to be out or begging and telling ownership get him out of here. I'm we need to restart this, and we need it with somebody with fresh eyes who can look at this and be honest and make those moves. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you think that's a negative on your image or reputation. How do you think the trade demands going, dude? Like. I, I'm, I'm, You're gonna I have to do it publicly. Yes, there's no way that's a pri- That's not gonna be a secret. Like no. everybody in the league's gonna know about that the minute he makes that decision. So it's like if you're caring about your image on this stuff now, buddy, it, it's 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 just gonna. It's, be it's only gonna get worse. worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's frustrating. It's very very frustrating. Uh, I'm looking through the comments, and first of all, everybody, thank you for for hopping in the show. Uh, for anybody who's wondering why we're a little bit, excuse me, a little bit earlier, Brandon has kids, so we're gonna start doing the show at six and not seven. Oh, uh, and I also have an early bedtime. I yeah, wake up at four. Yeah, you you do work up the ass crack of dawn, so that's that's another part of this. Um, Sorry, it's a little earlier, but uh, hopefully you guys can check it out live, and we appreciate the support, and obviously keep checking the podcast out yes. and doing after we do it. And that's the other thing. Uh, I will start dumping the live shows into the podcast feed I uh, started yeah. with, with last week's. That way they're there uh, if for anybody who just wants to just do yard work and listen to us banter Dude, before we start let's talking. let's do it. Um, but yeah, so that'll, that'll be more content for you guys. Um, we just signed our first exclusive sponsorship deal. You guys will start seeing some stuff. I'm a, I'm going to try to do stuff that I think, uh, number one, will make us money, <laughs> but number two will also be things that people in the community like. So I'll look at the demographics when stuff, all this stuff is done. And if it's a, you know, a strong Oregon centric, Portland centric audience, or if I've got, you know, you know, it makes sense. We'll, you know, look at doing some local restaurants and breweries and it'll be like radio yeah. advertising, but we've, I've already got a few national brands that have reached out to us. So we're going to, yes, we're in it for, for making money, but, but we love this and we want to have stuff here that people like and want to take a part of. So uh, we'll, we'll launch one of the first ones uh, here in the next uh, two weeks. So that's the business stuff out of the way. Uh, let me ask you a basketball-related question. Yes. As excited as I am about the business stuff, um, 
Do you think he's really going to implement an offensive change to the point where Dame and CJ, Norm, Rocco are shooting less threes? Nope. So, okay, so nope. why say it? I think it sounds good because, I mean, Twitter, forums, that everybody's been – every 36-year-old dad right now loves Chauncey Billups. Yeah, that's right. You move the ball more. You get into – like the Monday Night Football talking points were a home run with that demographic. Seen it a ton. And it's like, okay, here we go again. It, it, it's and it's not a Chauncey thing. Before don't anybody get twisted. It has nothing to do with Chauncey. It is the same BS we get every year from every coach. Literally, the only difference from Chauncey was we want to shoot more threes. Is we want to shoot less threes. Mm. That we're gonna play faster. I watched Terry Stotts try to make Damian Lillard run for five years. It yeah, never my, happened. <laughs> I know. My my always want him to be Steph Curry and run around it's, on screens. He's just not that dude. He's he's not gonna push pace. He everyone's like, oh, Stotts played a slow offense. I'm gonna tell you right now, the one of the three or four most prolific offensive players in the entire world has the green light to push pace whenever he damn well pleases. That wasn't Terry Stotts. When Damon you're playing, you like to play in half court. Well, you're playing 38 minutes and you're running three and a half miles a game. It, yeah. There's a lot that t- gets taken out of you there. So I'm not going to run in transition. It, and the other part of this is neither one of those guys are good in transition. You get a 6'2", 6'1", and 6'3", guard. Like, it's just, it's not a, a so I, I'm, I'm grateful Chauncey says these things, but you're talking about pulling away three-point shooting and being more aggressive in transition. Two things your best players are, are less efficient at. Yeah. So that was that was that, that that rang a little bit weird to me. What do you think Nas's ceiling for this year could be? That's so you've got two dark horses in Ant and Nas, right? Very dark. Yeah, I mean, like Ant, I have an idea. Like Nas, I think Ant can, I, I no can, can hold. Like, if you're asking, oh, you know what? Let me let me make sure I get the numbers right. So yeah. Um, if you're asking, and this is where the the question I posed earlier about the bench is, you know, where are the shots going to come from? So according to basketball reference, I thought he was at six. Okay, so he's at 6.3 shots per game. Do I think Ant in he finished with how many minutes? 17. I think he probably gets five more minutes a game. And 21, 22 minutes, I think, is where ultimately he's going to end up. Splitting the, the mellow minutes. I think uh, he has to. I mean, it'd be a mistake. He's he the most likely culprit to yeah. get those shots, right? Mm-hmm. So he's the one who can create his shot, so to speak, in this group, and that's eh, okay. Okay, I, I, I'm an ant shot creator guy, but you're asking him to be the shot creator with the second unit. Can I see him getting three or four more shots up a night? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Now, who's going to set up Nasir Little? Is he going to be creating his own shots? Is I'd imagine no. Is Chauncey's system, and here's the thing, I love Ant, and I have talked to him specifically about this. His inability to, or willingness to get downhill, who's going to bend that defense in the second unit? Everybody's like, well, Dame or CJ will be staggered. So you have one shot creator that everybody can key on again. And they have to work harder. And CJ's not a guy who gets downhill. That's not what he does. He stays out of the paint. So, this is a long way to get to Nasir Little's game. 
does he turn into a shot creator? That would be a massive, massive step. But do I see him getting more than like five, maybe six shots a night? No. Everybody thinks that these growth steps are linear. If you just get minutes, you get shots. No, you don't. If you show you can't, you can't be relied upon to create, because even if Melo drove me crazy, he would get you a okay look at worst. That's actually a really, really highly sought after and difficult skill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody in that second unit can do that. And Nasir Little, if he shows that he has that propensity, that is found money for Portland. See, this is this is the I guess this goes back to the problem I had then. Like I'm okay with him as a coach saying what his philosophies are, but if you're giving me false philosophies and you end up falling back into the three point world, what am I to believe your philosophies are then? Like if you're saying you're not gonna do something, right? And then the first ten games we got a sample size. They're averaging 50 threes, 49 threes a game. Like, what's your philosophy difference? Yeah. Is it just changing the voices? Because the thing is, like, most teams run a lot of the same stuff. Can, can we just, like, can we highlight this, though? Like, no matter what we all think this team could be, and again, I said I think they can be better. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting them in a title conversation. This, let's, let's this re- that, that, Real quick, though. Like, yeah. The whole idea of being better. Yeah. Does being better, even if they are better, but they don't change where they are in the seating, does it matter? No, not for Dame's purposes. And that's kind of the the the, the lens that I'm operating under. Mm. Like, there, there's definitely an idea that they could be a better team. Hell, they yeah. may even get more wins, but where they are compared to the rest of the league, I think they're in the same spot. But it goes. I can't stop thinking about now that we're talking about because you got my mind thinking about Nas. And, you know, the second unit and what that really looks like. Who do you think is going to be in that second unit? You've got what, what, either one of the guards in Dame or CJ. Yeah. And CJ. Uh, Nas. You're going to go Zeller, Nas. Who's the, who is the fifth? Are you going to put Nas or Snell basically as a, a small ball four? I think you kind of have to, don't you? Because you don't have anybody else you can plug in there. And you, even if there's... Where's yeah. DJ in all this? Oh, you know what? I'll put DJ in that second unit. They're at least going to play him for the first 35 games and then decide if they're going to trade him or not. You're going to give him 35? Yeah, well, I mean, I was being generous, but you're going to be a jerk because you're no, a Karen. No. I, I, I love Derek. Like, you're I, a Chad. Stop I, being I, a Chad. I've had Derek on the show. I I just don't know how much they're going to like let him do. Like, Damon CJ still aren't going to throw him lobs. No, I, I know, and he can't shoot for S. Like, that was the thing about last year. I just wanted to make this comment. Like, I saw people criticizing Terry when he stopped kind of playing him. And I, I was there, like, the first game. I was like, why are you not playing him at all? And then Terry said something. He goes, basically said he doesn't warrant what he does defensively and what he misses on offense does not really warrant playing time is basically what Terry said. And then people, like, ch- kept chastising Terry. And I thought, you think about it, that's a really good point. Yeah. If the guy can't do anything offensively, he's like, he makes Tony Allen look like Larry Bird. And he's not like the best defender. We think you, he's great, but he's good. I can understand why he had a lot of DMPs. That being said, I think they're going to play him for at least the first twenty-five. Does that work for you, Chad, or no? You think yeah. he's going to be less than that? Fifteen, twelve? I I think so. This kind of leads me to the next thing we hear, Chauncey. Okay. Do you think that they are going to come out of the gate 
enthused and jacked about having a new voice and getting the new coach bump? Or yes. You do? Okay. Yes. I think Nurk was very happy to see Terry go as his post comments in game six made it abundantly clear. Yeah, I t- think The one guy that, that Terry was legitimately holding accountable is Nurk, and Nurk was getting pissed. I think Dame's second option being hired as a head coach, yes. Okay. And I'm glad they didn't hire Jason Kidd based off of what I saw in the Giannis book, which, by the way, I but just go, bought. Go, re- go buy Mirren Fader's book. Go. I, I, just, I bought it two days oh, ago. I'm about yeah. to dive in tonight. It is very um, good. CJ... I think CJ will just be CJ. Uh, Rocco unchanged. Norm, I'll assume he still plays like a dog because that just strikes me as what his character is. Well, that's what is. he not is. Guy... He made it in the league as a grinder. Yeah, not I got paid. I don't care now, guy. But the young players, yeah, Nas and like they have to go into this year jacked because they know they're going to play, right? Scotty Brooks likes to play young players. He's going to be in Chauncey's ear. Like they know they're going to get solid run. So, yeah, I think your question, they, yeah, I think they Here's come the out with a little more energy. If they fall on their face, though, that rotation is going to go whoop. It is going to snap so tight because they can't afford to, you know, go into the new year under 500 and pull that BS in this season. Well, I'll tell you right Oof. now, if they start slow, the whoop yeah. won't matter. Dame the, will be done. The pucker factor will, will have already passed. Hey, Dame, we're going to cut the rotation from 10 to 7 to 8. I, I don't care. We're not good. <laughs> like that, That's what it's probably going to be if they start bad. I, I, I think God. I do think they'll come out with more energy, man. I do. I know that's – man, I don't know. Maybe I sound stupid. No, I like, I, I, I want to, to, to believe that. I, I genuinely do. Um, I saw somebody who was like, Meringue needs to apologize. He hates Chauncey. And I was like – I never once said I hated Chauncey, and I never once said anything about his coaching because nobody knows what the hell he's going to do as a coach. Like, if if Dame's on board, cool. Sign me up for whatever Dame's on board for. That's that's the world that I live in right that's now. That's been my philosophy for <laughs> seven seasons. Sign me up for what Damian freaking Lillard wants. Not Bert, not yeah. Jody, not Paul, not Neil, not Rocco, not Bert, What's Dame what right now? Like, let's, let's... Dame Lillard. Um, uh, da 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 Let's see. Had a lot of people pull in. Kirk, Terrence, Chris. Thank you guys. Appreciate you all. Uh, somebody says Brandon, you're too close to the mic, so I I, I took your game down. So, um, oh, I'm sorry. I I'm so awful with this when I'm not in a studio. Well, dude, I I do the same thing. I. Okay. What about now? I I, don't, I took your game down, so you're fine. Okay. Well, sorry about that. We had a listener last time say I, I needed a mic because I too echoey, so I got a mic and. Oh yeah. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Listen, folks. It, it's getting better. Yeah, like, slowly, like baby surely. steps. We'll, we'll, one of these times, we'll, we'll paint him in the closet. Um, Literally as I'm in a staircase closet. Danny and Brandon, is it possible that Neil has already moved on from Dame and wants to blow it up, but is waiting for Dame to make it happen? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> it is absolutely possible. Host? Yes. Does he want to see number three be the franchise's best player of all time? Uh-huh, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. maybe. Again, it's not. Look, it's is it likely? Look, Danny, you're gonna. You're, say you're, you you're not gonna say it's unlikely. I sure as hell know that. I won't say it's unlikely. What I will say is it makes no logical sense as a human being. And to yet, have that philosophy. And yet, just. Hey, let me let me ask you this. I said something earlier, and somebody tweeted you and doing was like, 
lightness. Oh, yeah. Well, I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> First of all, it was like me thinking out loud. It wasn't my opinion. I, I think Dame would trade anybody on the roster and, and wouldn't let's, have any. Let's go ahead and clear that up real quick. I know for a fact yeah. that this discussion was had over two years ago. What? It is. It is, it is it, CJ being available to, for trade oh, oh, for, yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Dame like friendship purposes for over two years. That has not been a situation. He just to hike and responded in the thread, yeah. but basically, you know, the point is that Dame doesn't actually publicly state guys' names or go. Yeah, he, we he, doesn't, trade. he doesn't do it with anybody, and ever. I don't blame him for that. No, but I'm to a point, Danny, where I'm thinking so much about this storyline because, like, of all it's the not moves, going away. This is the storyline of storylines, man. Like, this is the moment we've been dreading, we didn't want, and so we can argue about Cody Zeller or Ant getting up shots. Those are okay conversations, but this is like the thing to be worried about, man. Like we love the Timbers, but the Blazers are our heart. They're our first. They're our kind of only yeah. of the big four. And we're about to lose the best player we've ever had or the guy that at least wants to be here. This is a huge story. I don't know what to think. I mean, I'm not saying he is going to block a CJ trade. I don't think he would do that. I think he would be open to say, yeah, go ahead, make the move. But damn it, let's be... Let's make it happen if yeah. we're gonna do it. Like you gotta be aggressive about it. You can't passively be like, well, I, don't "I don't care know. who we who we trade. It don't matter." Like you can't have that attitude and then also be mad. And that, that's the thing is like, I think he just wants the hoop. I I know he does, but that's where his culpability yeah. as the franchise guy comes into play. That's here. That's the it's responsibility like, level. Yeah. You have this. You carry everything so well. Like, this is the only thing that if you changed it, it would change. Uh, some people are saying, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that that's something, you know, yes, it's possible he'd be nuts, but it might be. Guys, the way C.J. McCollum is viewed by Neil O'Shea is unlike anything you would think. So, um, I just I'll, say it's not, it's not impossible. I've heard, a, I've heard too many people talk about how. Locally and nationally. Uh, Alex and G, I think we're just overthinking. I feel a big trade is coming soon. The front office to recognize the pressure they're under. They quick just they quick don't. just reported it. it ain't happening. It ain't happening, dude. I, I unfortunately I, I'm stuck here. Otherwise, I would be in Vegas right now and I would have firsthand knowledge of stuff. But I'm literally just checking text messages. Yeah, but, I, the, but I but I know you. You're an effing psycho. You are texting twenty people oh, every the, thirty minutes. Yeah, I have been. I have I have a lot of group chats going right now. Update. Update? Yeah, pretty Update. much. You know, who's... And the thing is, it's not even just Blazer stuff. It's... Is Neil at the buffet with CJ? <laughs> I, I have... Have I not texted you, like, random firings and hirings and trades oh. for non-Blazers teams a day Dude. or two in advance? Yeah, yeah. You just <laughs> did with uh, SVG. You were like, Pelicans are firing SVG. And I was like, what? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and the next day, SVG gone. Yeah, it was... Like, it's, it's good to have the intel so you can paint... Sure bigger pictures of what other franchises might be trying to gear right. up for. Right. Um, and with that said, I have had a lot of people talk about, well, yeah, I don't think anything was ever really serious from the Trailblazers and CJ. So that, that just makes you want to go, ah, what? The Nurkic thing about not basically running it back. I think CJ that came have... out way too early. No, it was Nurk in Bosnia a week That's after right. the season ended. I CJ and I have been promised we're not getting moved. And what did Neil say in the postseason presser? 
What was his thought on what the team was and why they didn't accomplish what they it wanted to accomplish? It wasn't the roster. It wasn't the roster. It was coaching. Despite the franchise guy saying, hey, the roster just wasn't good enough. He said that before Dame talked. Nurk told us in Bosnia that they were running it back. CJ is at the facility every day operating as the... Just show it out like, I'm not going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. He knows it. And you know what? Good for CJ. Like, I like CJ. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Um, but... This is, by the then, way, somebody just said, you guys are too hard on CJ. I'm not anti-CJ. No. I am anti-CJ's fit for this team. Like, you could go back for literally the... the now year eight that I've covered this team. They're the same player. I mean. Yeah. And one's the better version of the guy. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's the thing. I and, said, if CJ goes to the right team, I think CJ could be an all-star. I'm not hard. I'm only hard on CJ when it matters. Like if you don't show up in a playoff series and get outplayed by Austin rivers. It, yeah. He got outplayed by Austin rivers. I think it's fair to criticize the guy paid what a hundred plus million dollars to be really good. To just say, hey, he wasn't very good. I, I think we misconstrue wanting to trade somebody or not thinking he's a good fit with the best player. As, as being a bad player. As Well, as being a bad player or, or we don't like him. Dude, CJ McCollum is great. He, yeah. he he's, he's probably one of the best five shot creators in the entire NBA. And I'm he's not He's one of kidding. the best mid-range shooters in the yes. NBA. Like, he is the real deal. It just... It, it's not a fit here, and I, I don't know how many more years fans and people need to see that before it's a 100% conclusion. I thought it was this year, but based on that comment where somebody thinks we're being mean, I, I, I like CJ. I just – I don't think it's a good fit. It's just eh, – I don't, I, don't, I don't know how that's supposed to fit. It's going to be – it's going to be weird. That's where I got to do the, the, the plug stuff. Um, it, thank you guys all again. We're another just weekly like, Oh, here we are show. And you know, anywhere between 80 to hundred uh, people on these, you know, live and current. So uh, appreciate no, we really you guys. appreciate it. Like yeah. the, the growth has been great. The podcast is showing a ton. Uh, if you haven't already subscribe to the YouTube channel, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, we're available on everything, anywhere you get podcasts. Now we are available. Jack's Ramsey's go like it, rate it, review it, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Um, the, the growth already has been awesome, both here on YouTube uh, and across all of the podcast stuff. And we couldn't do any of this stuff without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's the, 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 the business plug stuff. <laughs> Thank you a lot. We do love you. We value you. We text you about you guys all the time of like, you know, we're longing for some of these names to be in the chat. Oh, it's it's our favorite. It's our favorite. We are getting uh, so many people going in here. I'll probably have to, if anybody's interested in, in moderating, just uh, actually, that's the other plug here. Uh, Jack, jackedramseys at gmail.com. The email is set up. So there you go. Oh, there we go. Get the questions in at jackramseys dot at gmail. And then we'll, uh, I said dot gmail at gmail. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, our mailbags will be great. I know we're doing the pod on Sundays too. Um, you get, get them all in, man. We will answer as many questions and, and, and add a comment too. If you ask a question, you're like, Hey, I think Sprague is an idiot. He's wrong. Or, Meringue is being a real Karen. Like, throw those comments in, man. Like, this is supposed to be a community where we're not going to agree on everything. Yeah. No, the last thing that I want is a bunch of people coming in here saying, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Like, if I'm you not guys... mad if that happens, though. No, listen, that's fine. But, like, somebody in here talking about, uh, I think Terrence, coaching was the reason. Plain Jane's system. I'm not saying as if you were torching him. I'm saying the jokes with him and Olshay. Mm. I, for anybody who's new here, at least for me, I believe coaching the impact is seriously over exaggerated. 
Like I just yeah, I don't. I, we probably differ a little bit, but I, I'm I've been in the same camp for for a very long time. It's like then explain to me why Greg Popovich's teams are trash. For the coaching people out there, Rick Carlisle, like he's always mentioned as the best coach. His teams haven't won a first round series in, since they won the title. Since they won title, yeah, it's been ten years. And, and and look, Rick Carlisle is a very good coach, but it's personnel. It's a player league, man. It's it's always been that way. It's a reason Jordan won. It's a reason Magic, Larry, LeBron, like Kobe, Shaq, like the same Tim that the same guys winning. There's why there's no parity. It's not a coaching problem. Yeah. Spolstra you... was a good coach. People didn't give him the credit. And then they weren't very good post LeBron, and then they got good, and it was like, hey, he's a good coach. It's like he's always been a good coach. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I think you can win on the margins. Like you can, yeah. you can get when well, all other things are equal or all other things are close. Like, yeah. is Mike Brown a significantly better coach than Steve Kerr because, or it should be Ty Lue when they got it done finally? Like, is Ty Lue the, the, the best coach in the face of the planet because he lost to the Warriors, too? Like, right. those those things happen. Like, right. And that's not me saying like Ty's a bad coach. I just, mm, I, I don't, I don't think if you're talking about the best teams in the world, yes, I think coaching matters more. If LeBron had a legit number two in any of those finals with KD on the Warriors, he might have had another ring. His 18 season was stupid good. Yes, and so stupid, stupid good to to the point. This is just my overall opinion, though. You don't like the coaching. It it flamed out. I, I won't argue that. I'll I'll concede. I'll say I think Terry, a new voice. I still, sure. Still think Terry's a good coach. I think he's going to do well wherever he ends up going. He looks like he's living a great life right now. Okay, I'm cool with it. He was here for nine years. It's a long time. Um, the coach shouldn't have been the only one to go though. That should have been a package deal, and we've known that from the start. And somehow it got like Terry's fault. Neil, you're staying. That was the mistake. And it was always sold as a package deal, that those two were together. That was the mistake. It was not making that a package deal. The 2017 draft pick and that decision are the two decisions most recently that have completely screwed up where this franchise should be, in my opinion. No, no, I, I don't disagree. There's somebody in here. I had a, had a good question. Uh, where did it go? Uh, iconic beats. How does Millsap sound to y'all? We're obviously running it back with a better bench and coaching. Well, I think this is a good point to get on the whole. It's not better. It's different. For not the, better yet. Yeah, like yet. So there's 20 shots you have to replace between Cantor and Nurk, so to or Cantor and and Mello. Excuse me. That's I think a pretty difficult riddle to solve. But the flip side is you did get better at least in theory, defensively. Like, Zeller's got to be healthy for that to work. Heaven forbid, good Lord God Almighty, that Cody Zeller get injured this year. Because they don't have another option. It's Bob Covington backup center minutes, baby. Like, that is that is it. There's nobody else. Can we start calling him Bob Covington? Oh, yeah, I always call him Bob. Big Shot, Big Shot Bob. I, I, have, I, I don't recognize any other Bobs. He's super into snakes, I read, but I really want to yes. know how he'd feel if we called him Bob Covington. Uh, Bob Covington, and his nickname apparently in Philly was Lord Covington, so Joe and I used to always do the <laughs> Lord Covington. Oh, we brought that man. one out. So, um, But, like, they need a guy like Millsap, but, okay, let's let's get into the ugly part of this because I've, I've texted you about this and tweeted about this. Yeah. They're a half million dollars from the luxury tax right now. And they're clearly caring about that. Uh-huh. They lot. just signed Greg Brown. I don't know what they signed him to. 
Yeah. I, I believe this deal went over. I can't remember if I had that committed to it or not yet. But basically, they were one vet minimum away from going over the tax. So what does that mean they have to do? Well, by the time the financial year ends up, or the transaction window ends up, they have to be under. Otherwise, they are a repeat or offender. Three out of four years. Even though they skipped it last year, they were mm-hmm. ended the two years previous. This will be year three. Now, all of a sudden, that tax bill at the end of the year, that like $6 million, that's now $18 million. Yeah. That's just literally pissing money away. And... I don't care about a billionaire's pockets, but I can tell you the intentions of what they're showing look a lot like they give a damn about those pockets. So I, 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 I should text him on the side because he's one of my boys, but I'm, I'm curious. So Quick was on our radio station and he was specifically asked about this mm-hmm. uh, two or three weeks ago. And it might have been long. I, anyways, uh, basically, will they pay the tax? And he said, I... I'm 98% sure he was like, yeah, they're willing to do that. Okay. If they were willing to do that, they could have they could have unlocked the full MLE. But I'm wondering how much of that was just like, it's just conjecture. Just you talk. know what I mean? It was. Yeah, no. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me. Uh... Well, you know, Jace, we, uh, with the full backing of ownership, we were able to use all the tools at our disposal. But the cupboard was bare. So yeah. we had to work within the confines. And when we scoured the landscape, there was nobody out there that we thought was worthy of hard capping ourselves by using the full MLE. And we want to keep our flexibility in case trades. We're very active in the trade market. In case like, we want to do an unbalanced trade, we want to make sure we're not filling that roster spot. Uh, you saw a lot of sign-in trades this offseason. I think a lot of teams are showing flexibility and uh willingness to move multiple assets we got to have multiple roster spots so we're, we're just we're being flexible uh hey neil danny blazer's edge uh are you gonna use another two-way spot well we we really don't see a need right now to use it we, we've got we've got trended in that spot and so we're going to really dedicate our assets and our time to him uh if we find an opportunity to use that other two-way you know we keep it in-house we don't have a g league team uh every other team in the league does we we feel like it's better for us because we know better to do it internally I, also, I, I, I went I, a little I, off track there. I was just also I hate you and I hate your podcast. <laughs> Have a good day, Danny. Like you, you know that's exactly how this shit is going to go. Ah, dude, Hike can put it in the piece. We all know what he's about to say whenever he talks again. We, he's going to sell us on the same st- flexibility, financial <laughs> response, fiscal responsibility. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm telling you right now. I feel like I know who's gonna ask it, but I'm, I'm, I cannot wait for the first person in that media sesh to go. So your star player specifically cited that the roster was not good enough. Oh, um, I mean, are we taking bets? It's gotta be Sean, and that's proprietary, Sean. <laughs> it's a hundred percent gonna be Sean. That's it's not for true. sure gonna be Sean. That's I not text true. him. Gunderson could beat him to the spot. <laughs> No, I text Sean. I said, you, you're going to ask. And he goes, oh, it's on my list. I was like, oh, the man has a list. I love I love it, man. I love it. He brings that Chicago attitude here where they oh, don't yeah. care. No, it's, it's Sean. Sean is the dude who will press. A hundred percent. hundred percent. He is the guy. Listen, Jason's going to press when it comes to uh, a narrative story because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richmond is going to... Um, have a smart ass question if you give him a smart ass answer, and I love that. Uh, he got a a burn in on Terry at the end of the season that was so good and so underhanded. I was like, because oh. Terry was being a little, you know, Terry. And yeah, 
and he just killed it. But I love it. Everybody, everybody in the comments right now likes the old Shea impression because even if you even if you don't get the cadence right or the tone of voice right, you know like what's coming through and how much you hate it. You can hear it in his tone. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, like you can be bad at sounding like him or even his cadence, but when when you, when you say what he says, you can start to hear it in your head. Yeah, and somebody says Dylan says, "Yo, Brandon's Olshay was excellent." Yeah, mine went a little Richard Nixon. I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, I don't know. You should have ended it with this. I, I don't I'm know. not I don't a crook. Know. Yeah, I'm not a crook. Yeah, so John Steinbach, he's going to point out the starters had a plus 15 net rating and hit yes. that point into the ground. After, One of the best starting lineups in the league. He's going, to, he's going to point that out, though, after citing that the the coaching was not good, even though the previous coach was great at coaching offense, and he cited the defense as the prop. Yes, he will cite the offense, even though he specifically said the defense needed to be addressed. And that's the thing, like, Coaching might tighten that up a little bit, but you went out and got Cody Zeller, Tony Snell, Ben McLemore. Like, none of those dudes are, are like, are solving any of your problems. Like, they're, they're passable defenders. They're just not awful, and that's not – that doesn't change the scope of the team. I had uh, somebody in my life, we were talking, they brought the Blazers up uh, recently on the golf course, and they go, you know – for what they did, I like those moves. And I, I went like this. I went, you're there, huh? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what do you want? Talking from me? yourself into it, huh? He goes, what do you want from me? I'm beaten down. <laughs> I said, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Those moves aren't bad for what they are, but they're not like game changing title moves. Listen, so. if this is 2016, sure. Sure. Why are we going back to that year? What are we what are we doing here? But I mean, you understand what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're saying. coming off that 14, 15, going into 15, 16, like cool. Hmm. You lost everybody. You gotta retool and figure some stuff out. And he's like, well, he didn't have any tools. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Who hmm. it's banana soup. We're all trying to find the guy, right? Like hey, I I don't want us to venture off into a tangent on this. I'm just gonna ask you, and I won't even offer feedback. If you could have changed the general manager, or late, let me get his title right, President Pobono Basketball Operations. Yes. Uh, if you could have exchanged him out with Terry, said you guys are packaged, bye bye, thank you. In 2018? Who, no, this year. Who would you pick to come in and try to save this for Dennis Dane? Lindsay? 100. percent Utah. Den- Dennis Lindsay. Yeah. No, he he's 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 out there. He's a consultant for him now. He's on the market, 100%. I, I heard that when things got a little bit crazy at Moda, Lindsay's name came up. So did Chad Buchanan's. Chad Buchanan's a name I heard a couple times, too. Yeah, Buchanan was the guy responsible for hiring Bjorken, so. Also Dame. I mean, he scouted yes, Dame. But no, as far as like why he would leave Indiana, oh, somebody yeah, yeah. might have had to fall on that sword. Yeah. It was like, ooh. Yeah, I could, yeah. They didn't know. Like, was Carlisle going to come in or whoever they were looking to bring in? Was it going to be, was that going to be problematic? You know? Interesting. So, um, but it's just, yeah, Dennis Lindsay. Look, look at what he's built in a small market. He got guys, uh, I can argue with Fentress over this the other day. 
Like, the Jazz have built a very good franchise, and it's not just drafting. Now, their cornerstones are from the draft in Donovan and Rudy, but you got Bogdanovich, and that was a free agent signing. That is that better than any free agent signing yeah. that the Trailblazers have had in at least 15 years. That was a big pickup for them. He is a wildly underrated player. I agree 100%. You traded- he is the... He's the anti Evan Fournier for me. Like yes. that's the guy that he's doesn't the guy get whose numbers about. track out. Yes, and Evan Fournier is trash. <laughs> Emp- empty, empty calorie numbers. I such yeah. empty numbers, man. Such empty numbers. So I, I don't think he's impacting winning. That's by Bogdanovich does. Um, Agree. But then you you take a big risk and you trade for Mike Conley. Like they have made they have they lost a. A franchise cornerstone for nothing. The same way the Blazers did with Gordon Hayward. The exact same way. Which franchise reacted better? Well, first of all, they've lost it twice, by the way. They lost Darren. Yeah. He, he they left reset. And went- Both those franchises reset in almost the exact same years. The Jazz, when when Darren left and the Blazers get Roy and, and Odin, or Roy and Aldridge, and then Odin the next year, the Jazz have to reset. Yep. Then 2011, when the Blazers lose, you know, Roy and, and, and Odin for nothing. Right. And you get Damian Lillard. The Jazz, a couple years later, get Donovan Mitchell. Look, I, I, don't, know, I don't know anybody's motives. I, I'm not going to pretend I'm friends with uh, Fentress. I'm not going to speak for him. You cannot reasonably look at what's gone on and act like that's been a great Those have been the same frame. Just because they've made the playoffs every year does not mean, and you could go, well, what's Utah though? They only overachieved. You know what though? If Utah is number one in the West, if Portland was one in the West, had a good coach, had some pretty likable, good, talented players, one's winning defensive player of the year. Here's the other thing. The best team in the regular season. If, like if, if, we if Daniel Lillard's on the best team in the regular season, you can talk yourself into some shit. Yes, you absolutely could. Let's not act like this is the same thing. It's just not. That's like the they difference. are a small market who has taken swings and they've they've succeeded in free agency. By the way, they did it twice. They signed Bogey and then they re-upped Conley. They got Conley. They convinced him to come yes. back. He could have left. He could have gone anywhere. Hundred percent had offers. Dallas had yes. an offer teed up. Don't get He's it twisted. Too good. Yes. So like. That's a whack argument. It's not even like an argument. That's like a get out of the conversation. What? It's it's a massive, massive, massive difference. The general manager is literally up. sitting on his hands making bench moves, and we're at, we're arguing about did they get substantially better? Are they winning a championship? Like are they out? Like we all talk to you about them being good, Chauncey being good, but you come on, man. Like he's taking no. What's the risk? Where's your risk? He hasn't. He's. Everybody wants to say Norman Powell was a risk. That trade wasn't made without those those discussions being made, guys. Well, who was given Norman Powell, by the way, five to ninety? Like, come on. Um, Pelicans or uh, Knicks, but the Knicks pissed their money away on everybody else. So. Yeah, the Knicks. They the Knicks have other plans, man. Those are trade chips. All of those contracts they signed. If you say chips. Evan Fournier is a Trailblazers trade chip, I will strangle you. So I had way too many New York media guys try to sell me that crap the other day, and I was. When we go to 2022, I really think Evan and CJ would play really well next to each other. (laughs) That would be the best punishment. Derrick Rose, Evan Fournier, 
Nerlens Noel and three draft picks. Make it happen. We want that. We can do it. Oh God, just dare I'm, to dream. I'm just thinking about R.J. Barrett. You, you know, Maple Brooks over or Ma- Maple Burks. Excuse me, Kevin yeah. Knox. Uh, that's oh, the guy we need. Yeah, that's. Speaking of summer league, he he rose so fast, and then he oh. went up against Zion. I remember Zion ripped him away from the ball and Just then dunked it on him. Yeah, that, never the same. And this other guys here uh, from John, not to mention guys like Royce O'Neal. Yeah, they they found Ingles, they found O'Neal. Yeah, they Favors did. was one of their guys. Yep. Like, yep. Favors has come and go. Ed Davis has come and go. Like they have had good, good, good teams. What's the other dude? He's a he's a big stiff. He shoots. I'm blanking on his name. Not Royce. Um, Niang. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Niang yeah. just signed with, with Brooklyn. So that's oh, okay. So the Blazers actually made an offer on him. Did they? Yeah. So I, I talked oh, to his yeah. camp. They said that they actually made it pretty far with him. So I'm sure. But Portland's then he turned around and of, used uh, it to leverage to get more from Brooklyn. So. I'm sure Portland's going to be in a lot of uh, stories leading into the season about guys they offered. Almost the guys they almost. I mean, they offered Kelly. Um, they offered. Um, there was somebody else in there, that 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 in Quick's piece. God dang it, I can't remember who it was. Ah, uh, no, well. Um, but I know they made a minimum offer to Javale McGee. Yep. Um, which. That's who it was. It was McGee, and he basically they swung and miss. Well, I mean, well, if he wanted to swing, you could overpay, you know. And well, Danny, let's not be irresponsible financially. Yeah, we got to keep ourselves flexible for the pending season and the <laughs> trades. We like to do trades, as you know. Um, let me ask you this: Let's power rank. Did what's the order here? I think that it goes this way. They tried for Javale, swing and miss. They called Hassan, said Hassan, come. That's back, the buddy. other one, Hassan. And then Holy. Cody Zeller was on line three, and they said, Cody, you're absolutely our guy. He's our third guy. He's our guy. We want the, you to come on. The, yeah, the other one I forgot was, uh, shout out Andrea Bernersich. He just hit me up on Slack. He said, Batum. Batum was the other guy. Oh, that's right. It couldn't get him to come back. And somebody um, pretty well plugged in tweeted out the other day, that's weird, huh? The, uh, the big corporate sponsors for the Lakers and Clippers have deals in place for all the, the guys they just took uh, – Minimum offers. I can tell you right now, the league does not like seeing that come out there. That's a very interesting strategy. And entirely illegal against the CBA, but, you know, if that actually mattered, Kawhi wouldn't be living in San Diego. Well, BYU is giving all of their football players scholarships from their endorsers. So basically, if you're a walk-on, you're going to get your school paid for. So now people are wondering if it's going to be a game-changer in college football because that seems like it should not be allowed to happen. That's massive. Because then Bama could be like, hey, if it costs three more four-stars, 280K, would you pay it? And those boosters for sure would pay that. Whoop! It's a loophole. Some people don't think it's going to be anything. But some, like Sukanic at 1080 doesn't think he's going to be anything. He's a BYU guy, too. And their tuition's super cheap. Uh, Yeah, he used to be of the church. Oh, that's, okay, that remembers, that checks out now. But Nemec, uh, the Oregonian, he he thinks that this could become like a huge college football story. I can see that. It's it's the same lines, right? It's finding ways to pay Oh, yeah, no, to circumvent the CBA. Yeah. And don't get it twisted, guys. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's 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 sideways. Um, 
Bando gun. I just hope we trade CJ for a better wing. That's all I want besides Neil Olshay stepping down subsequently. Uh, I mean, those two things are probably be, be pretty close to being related. So um, <laughs> that is truly the darkest timeline. Uh, Kirk, the Jazz get better free agents. Yeah, it's it's not great. Salt Lake's darker than you. I mean. <laughs> It is. We're the, we're the whitest but, city. Are we the whitest city in the league? Yes. Um, we 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 did a little bit of work on this a while back. Like Saint, like because if you go like city proper, no, I, Salt Lake is. But like surrounding markets, yeah, yeah, it is by a pretty substantial market. <laughs> it's just how it goes. Um, I just, I wish there was more like cool fun stuff to do. It's like as far as like talking about everything right now, like you can talk about Greg Brown being being Greg Brown and, you know, the likelihood of the Blazers signing either Beasley or Fareed, which I think actually maybe out the window now. I don't, I don't know. When, when's their next game again? Because uh, I was thinking about talking about Greg Brown on Sunday's pod. That, that that's a good that's a good one to do it in. We'll kind of wrap because I think I think they have another game before Sunday. They do. I believe it's. Saturday? Yeah, it's Saturday. Saturday against the Suns. Yeah, so I think we see one more Greg Brown game. And, you know, record. I don't give a damn about the record, but. Well, the crazy talk, thing talk was. about guys like that. You had Greg Brown not playing, basically, in game two for the first three quarters. And they asked the coach. They said, well, we want to go look at the other guys. And I'm like. Something happened. That or they're, they were giving run to the old guys. Something happened. Agent favors. Or Some, somebody was at the somebody was out too late. I mean, it's weird that you know you're out for the whole first half. Yeah, that's not just hey, let's Kenneth Reed play more. That's uh, hey, Greg, don't do that again, okay? We and if like you do, you. definitely don't get caught. Yes, yes, be secretive about it. There was a, uh, I guess this is probably a good point to end it because we got to get you out of here in a sec. I haven't even eaten dinner yet. Yeah, I gotta do the same, man. I, oh. I came back from the doctor and, uh, man, I did get a. I did put a. I, I didn't even, you know what? There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll do this instead. We'll do. A, I also a, have something to tease for Sunday, but go oh, ahead. Perfect. Here, here's a quick. I, I should get some bump music for this. A quick, okay. uh, you know, play some sirens. You know, a little health check on Danny. So confirm that I don't need to get surgery on the knee today. Woo! But, but, but. That's because um, the fractures that they saw that looked like was my ACL tearing away, it turns out with the MRI, we were able to see it much more clearly. Uh, I have like three fractures, and it's going to take like 12 weeks to heal. So. You should be doing nothing for three months. I am doing absolutely nothing, and I am so pissed because I got – Obviously, the Peloton right behind me it is been sitting here. I keep getting my emails. We miss you. And I'm like, I miss you, damn it. You know, and it's just like. Hey, so if we were to do a if we were to do a tweet with you, it would say my fall plans and be a picture of you with your leg up. And then it's a Delta variant. It's just a picture of you with your leg up still. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> my plans are unchanged. Uh, now. I'm still stuck inside. So, <laughs> hey, that's good. No surgery is good. That's well, good. no, no surgery on the knee, at least. Uh, yes, we'll check it up again in a month and then see how how that's going. So, what what do you, what do you got the tease for Sunday, good sir? So Sunday, I want to talk about Greg Brown. I also okay. want to have people go back and like 
what what are some of your favorite memories of watching the young players play in summer league where you mm. saw a player and you went oh and then obviously we're gonna all say a lot of the same names but the guy you watched went man and then the season happened you went oh oh i've got a couple i think that'll come off the charts 100%. great i love it and then also i i think with the dame stuff i still think there's more lingering there okay okay because let okay. me tell you this i heard a national voice recently say that if he gets traded New York is at the top of his list because he thinks no matter how bare that cupboard may be to trade for him, he thinks he can convince people to come to New York. You buy in that. Hmm. Doodle on one. that till Sunday. That was a good one. I like that. I, I saw a uh, comment coming in from Ben West. Is it wrong that I would gleefully smile if Olshay got stung by a swarm of murder hornets? Tune in next time to find out if that's okay or not. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go that far i mean <laughs> is that a tease or is that a tease am i doing this right no all right brandon let everyone know where they can find you uh check me out on twitter at brandon sprague uh check me up on instagram tune in 6 to 9 a.m on 1080 the fan dirt and sprague in the morning we'll be live tomorrow busy busy show by the way a little more football centric on that thing and then i also am doing a betting show for the betql network for all you degenerates Back out there for all you degenerates, and I'm Love one it. of them, I gambled on. We, we both are. We will. We will have bets incorporated this into the show once the paperwork's good. So, dude, I gambled on preseason football tonight. I did it on summer league basketball. So there you go. It's fantastic. So that's coming up tomorrow. It's going to be live at five o'clock on the Odyssey app. Five p.m. on the Odyssey app. You can catch Back to the Futures with me and my co-host Travis Thomas, uh, or you can catch the pod wherever you get your podcasts at. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'll obviously be back here on Sunday to hang out and talk more hoops and maybe pay off that tease a little bit. But that's how you can find me on social and all the uh, other projects I'm working on. Love it. As always, guys, you can get one. Well, not, not as always. As always, going forward, you can email us, jackedramseys at gmail.com for any questions, comments, concerns, or uh, anything you want to say to or about us. Um, I, I, I am not open, to, or I am I'm not open. I'm fully open to all the criticism because, well, my DMs are open and I know better. Um, you can find me on social media uh, at Danny Meringue uh, across everything except for Instagram. Obviously, at D Meringue. Still working on it. It'll be the Holy Chronicles. Cow, dude. It's going to be the, the Chronicles of, of, of Instagram. I'm just going to like document it over the years. Still still not there. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who has reviewed to the podcast already. It has been fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you can take 30 seconds and go do that, please do that. Subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, and keep it up, guys. We will catch you guys here on Sunday for the mailbag. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.